Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Guys, before you listen to this episode of Nobody Panic, which you'll really enjoy, by the way, tonight we're doing a live episode on YouTube where you can come in, watch us, and ask questions like things you wanted to know how to do and we will try and answer obviously we are not experts but it's gonna be very very fun the link is on our twitter so if you go on at nobody panic pod you'll find the link follow the link have a watch and it's going to be uploaded as an actual episode so you get to basically dictate the episode we would love to have you uh, we're going out live tuesday the 19th on youtube Woo! panic how are you feeling do you feel like an imposter (laughs) that's lucky because that's what this episode's about Uh, welcome to the podcast it's going to be about how to deal with imposter syndrome i'm stevie and i'd say that i have imposter syndrome quite a lot of the time and i'm tessa and i too would say that i have imposter syndrome 99 percent of the time that, and that's interesting because I think, Tessa, you're um, often very uh, confident about things, you know, like, um, mm. oh, uh, circus school. Yes, I'll start at advanced, that sort of vibe. Yes. So I, would, I, I thought you were very much going to be like, and I've never been an imposter in my life. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, that is interesting. I'd like to redact my 99% of the time statement. 20% of the time, I have it 100% of the time. How's right. that? Okay, sure. That's yes, like, I, um, I feel baffling because in some areas of my life, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'll, yes, I'll go in advanced, and why not? <laughs> and some areas, I have it so hard it makes me cease to function. So it's a real roller coaster. Some people listening have it all the time. Some people won't even realise they have it until you listen to this episode, and then you're like, oh my god, I feel about, I feel like it about that. Like oh my god, not- I've got, I've got a name for that thing I just was keeping inside. Um, yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna explain what it is. We're gonna do a little quiz. See if you've got it. We're gonna talk about how to get rid of it. We're gonna mm. walk you through it. Before we start, imposter syndrome is basically feeling like you shouldn't be there. You are not good enough to uh, be in the opportunity that you have been presented with. So it could be that you um, have been promoted at work and now you're with a whole new load of people and you think, oh, it was a mistake. It's an idea that you've only succeeded due to luck and not because of your talent or your qualification. And it's basically anyone who isn't able to internalize and own their success. So no matter what good thing happens to you or what talents you have, if you brush them away and say oh it's this it's that it's that that's imposter syndrome yeah definitely 
Great. So I'll start with a statistic before we get into our adult thing. Oh, please. Apparently, it's been estimated. And again, with these things, I never know how they've done this. Like, no one asked me if I had imposter syndrome for this um, statistic. So who are they asking? But it's been estimated nearly nearly 70% of individuals will experience signs and symptoms of imposter syndrome. And it is overwhelmingly um, often women who experience it, which mm. that's, you know, hence the phrase like, go into some whatever with the confidence of a straight man. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hence that frame, famous phrase. The famous phrase. But whenever I've um, done anything uh, or been worried to do anything, someone will say that to me. Like, think, do you remember that guy that like literally didn't know what he was talking about at that party and like explained something to you and he doesn't know? Do it with the confidence of him. And you're like, oh yeah, that man would be able to go into this meeting and be like, these are the facts, having not researched any facts. You know? Yes. Well, it's this sort of amazing thing that like, you know, there's sort of 20 questions to do, but you, know, you can rate them from one. I've never felt that to five. I feel that all the time. And some, some of them I think like, isn't that just being a human? Like, isn't that how we all feel all of the time? And then I'm like, no, look at the state of the government. <laughs> look at look at these people who have no clue what they're talking about. And it doesn't feel like it's ever crossed their minds that they might not be the ideal person for this job or that they maybe are underprepared or that maybe someone else could do this better or it would be better if they weren't there, you know? Oh, yeah. You know that, that famous thing of like, um, you know, if given a list of 10 things, that skills that you need for a job, women will only apply if they have, and obviously this is a huge generalized statement about this study, but given a list of 10 things, women will only apply if they have nine out of 10 of the skills. Mm. Whereas men only need three of the skills to think that they will be fantastic at the job. And so I have that so hard in so many areas, but it, in, it, you know, and I believe that the current government have it that overwhelmingly. That's, and that's a sort of horrible catch rain too with imposter syndrome is that like, if you feel like you have it, you do deserve your job. <laughs> if you don't think you have it, you probably need to rethink. Yeah, that's true. But almost like everyone should have an element of imposter syndrome because it keeps you humble. Mm. Mm-hmm. It keeps you humble and also it stops you going into the advanced circus class, you know? <laughs> it's possible, you know, and if you are like me, that you have polar opposites, you know, sometimes in the same day. I was just remembering that at one point in my life, I genuinely applied to be head of BAFTA. Oh, this, is a... this was when you just graduated. <laughs> yeah, and I just graduated. Yep. And you I hadn't just... had any job experience no and uh well I'd worked in several bars and restaurants and I thought yeah I can be (laughs) I can be head of BAFTA and I found the job online there was like 10 things and one of them was like uh free in April to run the the BAFTAs so I was like yeah I'm free (laughs) you told me this when you did it and I for the whole like I think up until last year that was like nearly 10 years. I thought you were joking. And it's only last year when you were like, no, I actually did. No, I did. I did. I just would apply for like anything because the stuff that I actually had the skills to do sounded boring. So I was like, I can be head. I can be head of BAFTA. <laughs> and in that situation, it was right that I was not allowed to do it, you know, because <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and yet at the opposite end, there are things that I've been completely capable of doing or things I've been, I was going to say, rewarded with or things I have done in my life that I dismiss and I say, oh, oh, no- oh, God, no, no, no. Once I um, I won this competition with Ideas Tap, rest in peace, Ideas Tap, and um, 
I maintain to this day that I won it due to a clerical error, you know, and I just told people when we were like, wow, you won this prize. And I was like, and I do actually think there may have been a clerical misunderstanding, but I just was so confident. I just would brush it off and be like, oh, no, no, no. I'm here due to a clerical error. So you just said then, we will get into the adult thing and then we will get into the episode in a second, but you just said then, oh, no, but I do believe it was a, a, a mistake. What was the mistake that you think happened? They rang me. They, I, they, I received an email, I believe, meant for someone else. And then... <laughs> How do you know it was meant for someone else? I had someone else's name on it. Right, okay. And then I believe they were too embarrassed to say... That was that was a mistake. So they let me win. That is okay. I, but on the other hand, yeah, if there was somebody that they actually wanted to win, and that had actually happened, it would be worse doing it the way around. Do you think it happened? I know, you know that yeah. it would be to give the person. So what actually seems like it happened is they genuinely just an intern put the wrong name on, but it was meant for you. Your piece or your entry was the best. Otherwise, that means that they ignored the best entry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that, that they did not do that you got the best you got the top yeah, prize I was I was the best yeah you were the best one well look, look at me I'm like a little shrew it's just the thought of it you've turned into a croissant I've turned into a croissant yeah you're right for years and years and years I just said oh I'm here due to a clerical error uh I used to say I yeah I, I was just thinking of all the times I've brushed away anything I've done and said and yet I applied to be head of BAFTA. The same person did those things. The same person just says things like, oh, yeah, I've got level eight jazz. I'll I'll come to that class. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the opening ceremony of the Olympic Games, which I, da- I danced in the o- opening ceremony, but on the application form, I said I had advanced trapeze skills and that I could fly into the stadium holding an umbrella as one of the Mary Poppins who come down on a zip wire. Now, and I'd never been on a trapeze. I just said like, oh yeah. <laughs> but it said like, it said very clearly, do you have many years of trapeze skills? And I ticked, yes, I do. And I'd never, never been on a trapeze. <laughs> so if, right, now, if, if you're listening, like, I'd say that, that you are quite singular. Basically, Tessa, you, Tessa's it's just like the entire spectrum of imposter syndrome and you might place on the spectrum in some way. Somewhere along somewhere. there. Um, shall we do adult things before we get too into it? We've already yes. got half an hour in, but let's do it. Um, what is the adult thing that you have done this week, Tessa? I guess mine's related to you, Stevie. Um, I made Stevie this b- very elaborate birthday TikTok um, with lots of people that we knew and it took me... <laughs> really long time um but I guess my adult thing is that I okay iMovie crashed which where I built it on oh my god and then I and it, or I lost it all and <gasps> I was and I was like I'm not telling you this to you know elicit anything merely to say that I had a moment where I was like well forget it fucker of course <laughs> she's uh, not 100%. having a but she's not having a birthday this year <laughs> forget it and then I had a bit of pasta and then I thought come on girl You've got nothing on. We're going to stay up all night and, and fix this. And um, and then I <laughs> taught myself how to use <laughs> Premiere Pro, very advanced software. I'm on a free trial, so please remind me to unsubscribe to that. Otherwise, I'll be paying nine pounds a day <laughs> for this advanced video editing software. Um, and taught myself to do it. And but I think the adult thing was that I I carried on. You know, I, yeah. I plowed in the face of adversity. I was like, no, come on, you can do this. Let's just rethink outside the box. This I was going to talk about this in the podcast, but I have this quote here from Henry Ford. He sent this to me directly. 
correctly. I'm not sure who Henry Ford is, but I suspect, Stevie, I hope he makes Ford cars. Um, but he's like the, basically the godfather or the father of capitalism. And, oh, the, really? and the working days, he like set the nine to five thing. Like he was like the granddaddy of factories and making things. And Well, think what you like about him himself. But what he said was, failure is the only opportunity to begin again more intelligently. That's so true, isn't it? it Which I really feel like that. Because if but... I move, because I did, it is better. The thing I made is better on the. Because originally I was like, I should do that. I should get the best software. I should do the best job at this. And instead, I did a sort of hacky job on iMovie, which then crashed, and um, taught me that begin again more intelligently. Like do this, and I did do it faster and quicker and better the second time around. You know. And may I say, it was so good that I shed a tear. Your time and effort was well appreciated and worth it. Well, it was nice to have a project, quite frankly. I've got nothing on. What's yours? Difficult to try and spin this into an adult thing. It's more like, what have you done that for? I... Uh, I have mentioned a thing on the podcast uh, re- uh, recently where I was like, I'm not doing, I'm having to stop online shopping. Like I, I need to stop that. And the thing that tipped me over the edge to stopping it was that I, um, at like 4am, read something terrible that Trump had said and then immediately bought like two sets of clown cuffs. I mean, not actual clown cuffs, but like they are in the shape of a clown. No, again, not the shape of like a human clown. <laughs> they were Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen cuffs that you just like put on underneath a top I guess anyway mad and it's not like I've been like oh let's just test it out but I bought like f- four um right about they they haven't arrived yet but the other thing the thing that has arrived is the thing I bought alongside it with it which is what can only be described as sort of a neck cuff that you put on and it's sort of makes you look like you've got you're wearing a zip a zip it's a zip up neck cuff with a big sort of jangly zip that makes it look like you're wearing a zipped up top underneath your top like I, imagine a zipped up black polar neck and mm. now just take away uh, the whole rest of the polar neck so it's yeah. just the literally the polo neck yeah that's it and I think in my head I thought it was going to be like there was a period of time where I bought quite a lot of collars and they'd have a bit of like shirt underneath so you tuck in the bit of shirt underneath and you put the collar on over a t-shirt so it looked like you were wearing a shirt underneath a ton it's quite smart in a way but this stops so high up that you there's just exposed neck all basically the only way to wear it is with another polo neck (laughs) (laughs) which completely negates the whole thing Look, it was £25. It wasn't even cheap. Send so, it back, Stevie. Well, no, I think you've got a lot of joy out of it, if I may. I've got a lot of joy out of just how absurd it is. Um, I've seen you wearing it a lot. Like I say, I'm struggling to make the make it into an adult thing. Um, so I think it's mainly just a thing I've done. And yeah. I, I have learnt from it. And I what have you learnt? I've learnt to not buy something that I don't know what it is. Like, well, I don't that know what is this absolutely is. absolutely pointless to say you've learned that. And I look, I, I give it four to five days on the clock before something else arrives that you, <laughs> that you bought in the night. But look, what is being an adult if not constantly trying and failing? And isn't failure an opportunity to do it more intelligently? To begin next again time? more intelligently. Yes, Stevie. So now you'll just remember to measure your collars when you buy them. <laughs> I'll measure the collars. That's it. Talking of beginning again more intelligently. Let's try and begin to unravel imposter syndrome. Well, first up, as you know, I love to tell you the history. May I tell you the origin of this uh, expression? It was first identified in 1978 by psychologists, two ladies, Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne... And they theorised in their paper that women were uniquely affected by imposter syndrome. But uh, later, both of them uh, came forward and said, actually, we discredit that idea that it's not just just limited to women. Everyone can experience this. But at the time, it was about 
And I do believe that, I believe that women experience it in a greater proportion, not necessarily that only women experience it, but more women are more likely to experience it. Yeah. And also you don't just have to believe that, baby. It's actually proven. They've done studies and whenever, and, yeah. and in every single um, statistical kind of proportion of people that they study, every single cross-section, more women f- feel it stronger than men yes yes absolutely um so this is 1978 and they invented these 20 questions which uh, are still on the internet you can google pauline rose clance imposter syndrome or imposter phenomenon uh 20 questions and i'm not going to ask you to do them steve i'm going to sort of say a selection of them sure so you say either not at all true one point or very true five points i avoid evaluations if possible and have a dread of others evaluating me (laughs) that's difficult because i actually run towards being evaluated while dreading it fascinating you can put number three sometimes number three um when people praise me for something i've accomplished i'm afraid i won't be able to live up to their expectations of me in the future Oh, like so much, too much. If there's a number beyond the scale, let's go for it. (laughs) So like you do something well, then the next time it comes around and and who among us hasn't like even just like cooked. I I tried to cook something the other day that I had done well in the past and immediately said like, oh, this will be shit this time. I fucked it this time. You know? Oh my God. I can't do anything without being like, just put in the little disclaimer at the start. This will be a pile of shit because then then anything's a bonus, right? Just own it. Oh, it's just it. um, I sometimes think I obtained my present position or gained my present success because I happened to be in the right place at the right time or knew the right people. Yes. I'm afraid people important to me may find out I'm not as capable as they think I am. Yes! I tend to remember the incidents in which I've not done my best more time, more than those times I have done my best. I might burst into tears now. Yes, <laughs> yes, 100% all the time. Sometimes I feel or believe that the success in my life or in my job has been the result of some kind of error. <laughs> okay, that's actually not me. I don't feel like it's error. I always feel like it's luck or it's like... Uh, well, also to be honest, I'm just always like I haven't done anything, which is so stupid. Mm, okay, um, but you're you're very much clerical error, aren't you? Do you know, you don't ever put yourself down to some kind of luck? I, I, so this one is at times I feel my success has been due to some kind of luck. Oh yeah, yeah, I do feel luck. Yeah, I, that's anything that I get. I'm like, oh well, that's just because I that thank God that person helped me, or thank God like. Um, yeah, that person just happened to see it, and they they only liked it because they probably like were drunk or something. You know, they, mm-hmm, they do that a lot. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to accept compliments or praise about my intelligence or accomplishments. Yes. This, <laughs> I'm disappointed at times in my present accomplishments, and I think I should have accomplished much more. I mean, that's like the most one. Yeah, that's really whereas one. conversely for me, that I would almost put not at all true. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> So, if you completed this this list, the or all of these these questions, the, the the response would be sorry, we don't we don't understand. We don't understand you because luck, clerical error, you know, I'd put a 10 out of 5 for that. Yeah. <laughs> but am I disappointed? But the things I but I do think I have achieved a number of things due to the luck and clerical error, you know. That's great. When I have succeeded at something, I have doubts I can keep repeating that success. Yeah, that's a big one. I often compare my ability to those around me and think they much be, must be more intelligent than I am. Fucking hell. These are, yes. I'm so, this is almost getting boring now. Yes. <laughs> but again, for me, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. I am the best. I'm just um, like, there's never been a boy born that's more intelligent than me. No. Nope. <laughs> um, I worry about not succeeding with a project or even though others around me have considerable confidence that I will do well. 
that's yep 100 percent um oh if i'm going to receive a promotion or gain recognition of some kind i hesitate to tell others until it is an accomplished fact you do that so hard because I'm a terrible jinxer, you know? Yeah. So the, I, I really do feel that most people will either be ones or fives on this list. Or if you're Tessa, one, five, one, five, three, one, five, one, five. One, one, five. five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can give the impression I'm more competent than I am. And I've often succeeded in a task, even though I was afraid I would not do well before I undertook the task. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, I think it, it, um, appearing more competent than you are does really require some confidence, doesn't it? Sometimes where mm. yeah, I tend to not, I always tend to go in, like I'm saying, the opposite and be like, hello, I'm shit. I can't do anything. Uh, if you get anything out of me, frankly, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, I that? The, the job I did get, the internship I got, I mean, I applied to BAFTA, didn't get it. Mm. And then what I did do was work at this internship where I was at, well, it was not a very nice place to work. In fact, I'll come out now and publicly say it was a terrible place to work. Um, we weren't being paid and it was not at all clear what we were doing. And it's where I taught myself to, to use like Photoshop and various sort of, um, I taught myself to do lots of things while I was there because uh, somebody came past my desk and said, <laughs> well, it was an advertising company and they need to do like a mood board. Someone came past my desk and said, oh, can you just quickly Photoshop um, a picture of um, Christian Ronaldo uh, standing on Thierry Henry's shoulders and both of them enjoying a can of Pepsi? And <laughs> if you've never used Photoshop, that request is like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, what? Um, whereas now I honestly, I could do that for you in I could put me on the clock. I can do that for you in 15 minutes and it'll look smashing. But at the time I remember just wanting to feel physically sick because I was like, of course I couldn't do that for you. And I remember, honestly, people would come to my desk and before they'd even ask me a question, I would say, don't ask me, I'm hopeless. Like what a way to sell yourself at a job. Don't ask me, I'll, 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 I'll mess that up. I'll be, I'll be rubbish. I'll be shit. You know? And then after a while I taught myself to do these things and I saw the work that other people were producing and I was like, oh, if that's what the standard of work is, like maybe I can do this thing, but we're so quick to be like, uh, no, I'm a little crumb. I'm a croissant. Don't ask me. Don't ask yeah. the croissant. <laughs> the croissant <laughs> just got here by luck. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
So if, if you're listening and you identified with any or all of those sentences, sentences then please, you know, you've, you've got it, but it's you've not, got it, baby. probably not helpful to call it a syndrome because it makes it sound no. like it's not, like you said before, Tessa, being human. It's just a part of being human. It's, we are like animals who've been thrown into this system, which is it the best way to be? Don't know. Like it's so competitive and so mm. based on things that maybe aren't good for us that we do feel like confused and uh, we react badly to things and i think it's like a very very normal part of life so if if, if, if you're like but i i identified with at least five of those you you well done you're well, alive the, the original creators of the theory called it a phenomenon imposter right. phenomenon like just a human phenomenon that's a thing that we all do and it's, yeah. we, it's more like it's weird that we do it and we all do it absolutely and so there are obviously it's very difficult to go like, and so here's ways to completely eradicate it. Because what I, I read is that obviously your brain has a lot of different ways in which to keep you uh, moving forward and keep you on the right track. This imposter syndrome comes from a reaction f- from your, your brain, which is similar to fear, which is why uh, if you're frightened of something or if you're jealous of something, it's actually a positive emotion because what your brain is trying to do is trying to show you, and it's, it's trying to kind of G you up. It's, it's basically the, the equivalent of some being like i don't think you can do that and you're being like i will do it that's what your brain is trying to do unfortunately because of how complex this world is now that we operate in these messages can get a bit lost and can uh, spiral out of control if you don't acknowledge them and so we've got to the point now where yeah imposter syndrome is now like a thing that we feel about everything when it it was really only supposed to exist to be like maybe you shouldn't be here so you could work a bit harder and it would help you to um, progress like for example if you were like okay a caveman which is an example i always use a caveman who's like um out hunting and you're the kind of the worst you if you feel like maybe i'm not the best hunter in the group you will try and run faster you will work harder you will um bring home that lion so that it will help you with your social standing and help your survival so that is all we're doing we're trying to bring home a lion and uh so and but what happens is when you don't accept that you then become like obsessed with bringing that that lion in at all times mm-hmm. all the time you want to be bringing in, in 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 a lion and you don't have to it's okay and so i think that's the first kind of way of overcoming it is to see how normal it is and how it is just it's, it's your brain trying to be helpful it's your brain trying to give you a little nudge rather mm-hmm. than tell you you can't do it and the problem is is that it makes a lot of people freeze it makes me freeze i had a situation this week where i was basically given feedback on a project that i'm working on which was essentially um <laughs> uh yeah the idea is good but no no and i was absolutely devastated for like a, i'd say two three three days and then it was like well what are my options well i could just be devastated for the rest of my life or i could change it look at the notes without emotion and just try and keep going i I can feel myself starting to begrudgingly use it as an impetus to keep going but in the past i've definitely been uh, derailed massively by this feeling but i think the more you i'm i'm older than maybe some of the of you of you guys listening and the more i've had so many more of these she's a hundred guys Sorry, no, 101. It was my birthday yesterday. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, no, I'm 32. And so it, throughout my 20s, what would have derailed me for years and did now derails me for a little bit of time because I've been derailed so many times that you know that feeling is like an old friend. And then you're like, okay, well, w- will I act like I did last time? That didn't work because that just lost me loads of time. Or will I just uh, be very annoyed for a bit, get it all out, cry a lot, make lots of food, and then be like, Okay, boring. Here we go. 
you know? Mm. So there's a imposter syndrome or imposter phenomenon uh, expert, uh, Valerie Young, um, who wrote a book called The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women. Ooh, yes, please. In her book, The, the Secret Thoughts is more about like um, the the secret things that we never admit that we're actually going into a meeting you know, if you could hear, if you saw the outside of a meeting, everyone's like, brilliant idea. Okay, let's action, blah, blah, blah. And if you saw a heat map of people's actual brains and thoughts, they'd be like, I'm shit. Everyone knows I'm shit. Quick, say something so I don't look quite so shit. You know, people, every single person is freaking out no matter what you look like on the outside. Very helpful. But she suggested there were five different types of people who might have this feeling. Either you're a perfectionist and you set extremely high expectations for yourself. And so even if you meet 99% of that, you always feel like a failure. Mm. And any small, tiny mistake will make you question your own incomp- your own competence, and you'll that, immediately be like, "Oh, I'm an idiot." That's me. Genuinely, was like, "Well, if I haven't written a Pulitzer Prize winning book by 24, then I might as well kill myself." Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, or you might be an expert, um, and you might feel the need to know every single piece of information before you can start a project, and you're constantly looking for a new certificate or training to improve a skill, and you won't apply for something unless you meet everything. Um, and you also never want to look stupid. You want to always feel comp- as you, you use, um, you know, research and books and like learning everything you can about a subject in order to put a wall up to protect yourself from ever feeling like you don't know the answer or you might be a failure. Mm. Uh, not me. And I suspect not you either. No, hundred percent not. <laughs> um, this one is, uh, the natural genius. And I suspect- <laughs> <laughs> right now you can skip that one, but fine. <laughs> I suspect nobody I think wants to say that this one, but, um, I suspect it's any kid who was in a sort of like gifted and talented program at school or like, you know, um, I think those are pretty damaging to, to children. Um, you, you, when you're an, if you're a natural genius, so you, by the, whatever, whatever reason you're extremely good at something as a child, um, or, or, or as an adult, and then you attempt to do something else and you're not as immediately talented and good at it as you were at this one thing you consider that to be an enormous failure on yourself. And so you struggle to work hard or accomplish something. Um, it means you aren't good enough. Um, you're used to skills coming very easily. And when you have to put in any effort whatsoever, um, your brain tells you that that's proof that you're an imposter um, and that you shouldn't be here. Okay. And then the last two are the soloist, and I would put myself in this category, which is they feel they have to accomplish tasks on their own. And if they need to ask for help, they are in some way a failure. I'm nodding because that is you. It's not me, but that is very much you, yeah. Yeah, that's that's for that's for sure me. And uh, the Superman or Superwoman who push themselves to work harder than those around them to prove that they are not imposters. Um, they feel the need to succeed in all aspects of their life, be that work as parents, as partners, and feel stressed and they're not accomplishing something. And again, they make the Superman make their identity that they are the best at something. Mm-mm. I suspect they are maybe not natural geniuses, but who have put the effort in. So it's not something that came naturally to them. They actively put the effort in to always make sure that they were the best and that was their wall. But basically all these things are just walls, basically. My my one as a soloist is like, my wall is like, don't ask for help. Don't ever admit you can't, you know, do it. It's Help is weakness. Help is weakness. Don't cry. (laughs) Never cry. Baby. (laughs) Protect the brand, Um, you know, or actively be, you know, if you can't be the best, be the worst, you know, be actively, um, like, Oh, I didn't try. Oh, I didn't. You know, it's that vulnerable thing of like, you never want to say this is the, I tried my very best and this is it. And this is it. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. That is one of the hardest things to do. They're all Venn diagrams, aren't they? Cause I can see a bit of myself <laughs> in lots of them. And then some of them I don't, but it's very, very difficult to come up with like a hard and fast rule for how to stop it. Because like, like we say, it's like a natural 
thing that your brain produces to sort of help you you need to see it rather than never try and like get rid of it because Mm. you're just going to be pushing against yourself so it's pointless it's like with meditating i always thought meditating was um you had to empty all your brain of thoughts and and you had to like reach this kind of level where you're just like essentially a mist but (laughs) turns out according to tamara levitt in the calm app it's about being able to acknowledge and accept what your brain is doing and not react to it. And when you spot it, then you have to like, it's it's like, ah, right. So now it's time to um, basically look at what's really happening rather than what my brain is telling me. So when you get a new job, when you get asked to write something or do something that you think is out of your remit, then it's time to, it's time now to write down all the things that you have done in the past that have led you to get that and you might go nothing absolutely nothing well it's not you weren't born and then you were asked to do this <laughs> i always think about you saying you're not about the formula one no one knocks on your window and it's like do you want to be a formula one driver and then and then rightly you should be like i do not think i'm qualified for this job yes. however if it's something it's your literal job it's like then clear the steps are right there like you worked really hard at this thing you you did this work you did xyz like here is the really clear stepping stones that's leading to this point even if there is an element of luck, like I think about Olivia Coleman getting, I think it was a BAFTA or an Oscar, or one of the million awards that she's received. In one of her spe- speeches, she said, I've, I've got so many active friends that could be stood in this in this place, but I, I got here because there is actually a possibility that there is some luck involved. But then if you look around, everyone else is achieving. There's some luck involved with them as well. You're, it's not like, oh, everyone else got here purely off graft and I got lucky that is not that's not how anything works because everybody gets anywhere with a combination of lots of different things hard work being in the right place at the right time who you know and luck and they all combine that's just how the world works so you could get a promotion because you know it just so happened that you were put on a project that actually you were really you were really good at and you really shone at but if you'd have been put on the other project maybe you wouldn't have done so they're only hiring you based on this one project that's actually quite a limited skills it's all bullshit because you you did a good job on that a lot of other people wouldn't have done you know so yeah it's like yeah you're right it's like the look wouldn't happen if you didn't have a specific skill set in the to start with so yeah there's there's luck but like it's also you, you showed up in the luck queue <laughs> you know? there we go yeah <laughs> i did put my to put myself in it for a moment i went out to i i, I had a, absolutely went absolutely bananas at being offered this like pilot deal in america um, off the back of this, my first, uh, Edinburgh solo show. And I went, the imposter syndrome, I would say like was off the, ch- off the charts and genuinely detrimental to my health. And I would, I would say things like that all the time that I would be like, Oh, I just, I must, I just happen to be here at the right time. Like I happen to meet these people. Like I'd been given this like Charlie in the chocolate factory golden ticket. I was like, why me? Why, why me? Like I shouldn't have this. And people would have to like sit me down for hours at a time. And I'm sorry to everyone who had to coax me through it and be like, you weren't just handed a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory golden ticket. Like you wrote a show, you took it to Edinburgh, you paid for yourself to go to America, you put on your show, you went to these meetings, like you, you did, here are the steps. Like these are the things that you did that like, you know, you, you put yourself, you showed up in the luck queue, you know, and Mm. you can't just pass it off to someone else and be like, here are other more deserving people. Like, uh, yes, uh, everybody is t- talented and capable, but you ultimately have to be like, okay, but it's my life and I 
I, sh- I showed up and I am, you know, there's, there's absurd, I mean, there's several American absurd books, but a lot of them are things <laughs> making you repeat things to the extent of like, I am deserving of everything that the universe has to offer me. Yeah. Mm. That's it makes, true. It makes, you, like, it makes your bum hole clench, but. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Oh, it's, but it's it is, so clenched up there, but. But it is true. Yeah. And I would say that it's going through that process is the ultimate, like, you get to begin again now more intelligently. You get to begin again now so that next time something positive happens, you don't spend so much time going absolutely mad because you didn't believe you were allowed anything good. And you are aware of those thoughts. And when you find yourself saying like, I'm here due to a clerical error, you're like, is that a thought, a help or a hindrance? And even if you believe it, be like, Mm, is it any is it any use honestly believing it like or would it be more helpful if we just if I sort of stopped believing that yeah and it's very deflecting you can find yourself deflecting with humor quite a lot Mm. with the clerical error sounds very funny in conversation (laughs) and makes people laugh (laughs) but then I'm doing that because I'm ignoring a problem that I have with success and with feeling like I don't deserve it another thing that kept coming up when I was reading about imposter syndrome was like really reminding yourself and or just knowing that everybody has this everybody everybody feels like oh should I've got that or like uh, no one has just been like ah and I'm completely in the right place at the right time at all times I think except perhaps Boris Johnson I think he does I think he does have some level I'm sure he does the way that I think he uh, uh, frantically grasps at speaking Latin and French sometimes is is shows that he's insecure Mm. because he's trying to he's literally trying to go like i am more intelligent than you i am i am really intelligent you should listen to me yes you're very rarely in a room where it is like you think it is where everybody knows what they're doing and you don't it just will be at at best everybody as in else in the room has figured out how to look like they know what they're doing because so much of what we talk Mm -hmm. about on the podcast as well is about like how it's just about it's just about appearing and and showing up and blagging and then you blag until you sort of like understand how the stuff behind the blagging and then b- by that point you're in and you're fine my poor sister who uh, she's she's so great and, and for christmas a few years ago i got her i bought her improv lessons and which is not in her wheelhouse at all but she was so brave and and she went she was like everyone else is so confident everyone else is so funny i was like everybody else is as terrified as you are like every and she's like no 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 they're not they're not i was like i swear on my life that they look confident and they look like they're talking the talk and walking the walk but inside they are dripping in sweat and she would say how like sweaty she would be and so we would say (laughs) she was like i'm so soggy and we would chant everyone is soggy (laughs) before she went to every class be like just remember that everyone is soggy it's not about you being like i'm the shit one i'm the worst one everybody is experiencing it all that they can control is how good they are at pretending they're not soggy and that's it Mm. that's it it's always the people and it's always that in like films and in books this is a character that's like really overconfident and and then suddenly it turns out they're actually really broken Mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. actually true in life and as you get like in my early 20s everybody who was like oh my god they're just unstoppable they've all shown that they're not that everybody everybody is stoppable everybody is frightened and yeah you're so right the the difference is how you, how good you are and how practiced you are at hiding it. And, that, and hiding it can be very, very unhealthy, but it's also very, very healthy in some respects because um, it, it's, it's unhealthy if you're not dealing with your imposter syndrome at all. Mm. And you're just being like, I'm going to speak Latin and you're going <laughs> to, that's going to be the solution. But if, but it's, it's healthy if you're able to deal with it. 
look at why you feel like that, make lists of how you got there. And then, re- and, and then be like, okay, so look, everyone else is, everyone else is kind of blagging a little bit. You know that, that everyone else is doing that. Everyone else is going in with as much confidence as they possibly can. And you can do that as well. Yeah. These are your three take-homes. One, you deserve to be here. Two, everyone is soggy. <laughs> and number three, I haven't thought of a third one, Stevie. What's our third take-home? Third take-home is it's not a negative it's a positive and you it the only thing you can do is accept that you're going to feel like that don't try and stop it just tell it to get in the back seat no get in the front seat with it all right <laughs> well don't <laughs> let friends don't let it. it drive you, you no, you're driving yeah and then it's just it's just and now you're just like chatting to it and getting to know it a bit better okay you know? perfect mm. <laughs> but don't let it d- d- when you stop off don't let it go and buy the snacks the no no it stays in the car it's yeah, very much so <laughs> It stays in the car. You've got yeah. the you've got the map. It just happens to be in the car as well, and that's mm. it. Those are it. Those are it. Oh. Th- those are it. Look, if you enjoyed that, I really did. What a great episode that was. We what deserve to be here. We do deserve to be here. Me in my in my, in my coffin, my, my neck coffin, <laughs> and my, my pajamas. I couldn't be more confident. Just just visualize it, guys, and whatever it is you think, it's slightly weirder than that, and <laughs> and that's it. Please do uh, message us if you have any podcast episodes you'd like us to do. Um, NobodyPanicPodcast at gmail and also tweet us at NobodyPanicPod or me at Stevie M. The S is as ever a sunk. Five. Ooh, très bien. Pour mm. moi, ça c'est T-U-S-S-A, C-O-R, T-U-S. Phenomenal. I only know how to do one thing and it is spell my name in, Great. in French. And I'm smashing, I'm, and I'm showing you, I'm showing off my skills. Uh, it's Tessa Coates. Um, and if you've ever been through imposter syndrome, if you've crested through the other side, if you're feeling it, uh, if you've got a great uh, thing that you told yourself uh, or that someone else told you, uh, let us know. Tell the people. Um, and yeah, have a good week. And just like, you deserve to be in that week. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and uh, it might be, I, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's perfect brands.